Welcome to the Money Insights Podcast, where high-income earners come to learn wealth-building strategies that will take them from high income to high net worth. With your hosts, financial and wealth-building experts, Christian Allen and Rod Zabriskie. Welcome into another episode of the Money Insights Podcast, where we talk all things money and business. My name is Christian Allen, and I am here with the star of the Money Insights Podcast, you know him as Rodney the Pod Zabriski. Rod, what's up, man? Hey, I am doing great. And I'm excited about today's. I, I guess I probably am always excited about our podcast. <laughs> but but here's what I'm excited about today. We are going to introduce a new concept, a new uh, idea that we've been hatching for the last little bit. Our high-income money hacks. Yes. Who doesn't like high income money? I mean, first of all, we all we all want to have high income and yeah. we all like money hacks. So yeah. for those two reasons, we're bringing it together. Yeah, we're, we have so far 17, maybe more than that. There might even be 18 or 19, but we have a bunch of money hacks and we're going to keep mm-hmm. building on it. Um, but we're excited because we're going to put together a video report. And the idea is to bring in experts in that in the specific areas. And we're going to do short high impact videos on each and every one of the current money hacks and any other money hacks that we decide to add to it. Yep. So anyway, I'm glad you brought that up, Rod. I'm very excited about it. Um, keep an eye op- open for that. It should be out here in the next few weeks. Absolutely. Kay. I'm excited. So that's, that's good. And he, the, the reason that we brought that up isn't just because we wanted to talk about the high income money hacks. It's that it's a perfect flow. It's a perfect transition it's a perfect transition into our show topic today. We're going to be talking about retirement cash flow planning. Yes. And that might sound a little bit different to people, right? Because mm-hmm. normally we hear about retirement income planning, but Rod, talk a little bit about why we're changing this up and we're going with retirement cash flow planning, which by the way is much, much better. Yeah. Well, number one, it it was kind of spurred by the a, a few of our high income money hacks. That yep. relate specifically to this topic. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, because the high income earner alternative investor that we tend to work with, their road to retirement, and I'm using that in air quotes, right? A lot yes. of the people we talk to don't like like us using that word because uh, because they don't think it's of not- retirement in the same way as most Americans do. But that's the whole point, that for that person, retirement cash flow planning is different. Okay, Rod, so here's a question. Here's a tough question. Okay. What's different about it? Yeah, great question. Okay, so if I had to define the traditional retirement planning approach, mm-hmm. which we say is broken, right? We've said that consistently. It is bro- it, And it is broken. I'm going to reemphasize it. It's a nest egg approach. I'm, I'm setting money aside. That could be in my 401k, IRA, Roth, maybe even... But the idea is I'm just building up this nest egg. I have a number out there that I'm shooting What's for. What's your number, Rod? Yeah, exactly. And as the, if I can hit that number, I'm good. Life's great. I'm, Life's I'm ready great. to retire. Everything's going to run. If I can, if I can put a million two in my 401k between now and when I retire, like game, set, match. Yeah. Sadly, it's just not quite that easy. Yeah. It doesn't so work quite that approach. way. Yes, that is. Okay. Okay. But our... Traditional. The typical listener to the podcast, people we work with, tend to think of things a little bit differently. They're we call them alternative investors because they're out there investing in real estate, maybe their own businesses, maybe other people's businesses, crypto, 
other things that create cash flow. That's a term that that is very commonly used across the board. So when it comes time to think about retirement or mm-hmm. slowing down or or whatever, however you want to term that, the the ways that you're creating the cash flow that are going to to last the rest of your life, make sure that you have what you need and and more and want for the rest of your life. Uh, it's it's a very different approach to retirement planning. So Rod, if we were to emphasize the primary differences mm-hmm. between what we're talking about, retirement cash flow planning and traditional retirement income planning. I'm going to ask you what you would say, but I know the answer. What would you say, Rod? <laughs> well, okay. So it has to do with this idea that, well, there, there are a couple of categories of people for whom this will be especially Okay. Wait, relevant. wait, 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 Rod. I, I'm, I have to cut you off for a second. Can I make okay. it really easy? Okay. Make it really, really easy. This is what we're doing. We're bringing together the best of both worlds. Yes. Thank you. S- yeah. Simple, straightforward. We're going to bring together the important and best parts of the alternative investment world. We're bringing together the important and best parts of the traditional world. And believe it or not, there are a few of them, right? Mm-hmm. Like we talk about traditional retirement planning and traditional planning being broken, and it is, but that doesn't mean that every piece is broken. Yeah. It just means that as a whole, it's it's being done in an ineffective and outdated way, right? Right. So anyway, the core here, uh, retirement cash flow planning is really about bringing both of those together to create something that's real and works for people. Uh, okay, so now we've got to dig into what some of the what some of this looks like. So give us kind of an outline of what uh, retirement cash flow planning can start to look like when we bring things together. Yeah, the well, let me let me actually hit really quickly on like why why yeah, does that's the, great why did the two uh, worlds collide? Mm. And the biggest reason is because, well, two things. Number one, either someone comes to us who, when they began their career, they were put on this path of putting money to their 401k and doing all this stuff in the, in the kind of qualified retirement plan space. They changed their mind later. They, they kind of came to the light and, and moved over to the alternative investing space, but they have all this money they've built up inside of their, their qualified plans. What am I going to do with it now? Right. So that, that's one category of person. The second okay, category. Wait, so, so just so I clarify though, you're yeah. saying you're saying it's the person who started maybe at a traditional job, they've been putting money in the 401k, and then at some point, 10, 15, who knows how many times, how many years later, they've built up a bunch of money in the traditional world. Yep. And now they're like they like you said, they maybe they catch up uh money insights podcast and they the light turns on and they're like, holy smokes, I've been missing it all this time. Okay. That's what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. So now they're focused on the alternative investing space, but they have all this money sitting in their qualified plan, right? Mm. So that's one category. The second category is someone who maybe they've always been in the alternative space, but there are actually good, good reasons why they might want to participate in a qualified plan or just that maybe they work for a system that offers a defined benefit plan or something. And there's, zero reason to not accept that money, but it's going to go into a qualified place. So, so the two worlds collide. Okay. So, so now what we need to do is we need to figure out now that they have collided, how do we, how do we make something of that? Right. And I want to emphasize this again, not everything that's in the traditional world is broken. So one of our high income money hacks is Mm -hmm. actually something that 
fits in that. Well, it kind of fits in that space, but it's defined benefit plans. Mm -hmm. And it's an incredible money hack for in, for high income earners who need and are wanting a current tax deduction mm -hmm. that they can then put off for some future period of time. You, again, the idea yeah. is in a defined benefit plan is simply that I define the amount of money that I'm trying to get in the future. And mm -hmm. then the defined benefit plan tells me how much money I need to put in there in order pr to produce said income stream, right? So it's kind of a hybrid, like most people don't use them. Um, well, maybe, maybe Rod, let's give some more context on that. I said, most people don't use them and they don't, but they do come in more than just this form that I've been describing. So talk about maybe the couple of other forms or more common places people would know to find benefit plans just so they can kind of translate that to what, what I'm talking about. Okay. So pension is a word that, that pension. you know, people would be familiar with that would, that would lead uh, directly from a defined benefit plan and, and a classic pension. So, so pension meaning, meaning the company puts money into a plan and maybe, and it may not even be like actual cash. It may be that de determine that it's determined by time and service, your income, those kind types of things. Mm -hmm. They take some sort of equation and then they take that and create an income. That's another, like that's a kind of your traditional pension. So when we talk about pensions, that's what we're talking about. Yeah. And there aren't around as much anymore, but if, if you worked for the VA or, or you had, you know, you, you were tied in with some sort of uh, a system or maybe even it's even a smaller group or even your own business. And, and you just, there was benefit to setting that up and creating your own defined benefit plan inside of your, your business. Those are the, the context. Those, those types of situations where we see these. Okay, Rod, now we need to start to get into the planning. So let's start, let's start talking about some strategy here. So okay. let's just say I am, I want to bring these two worlds together, but I don't really know how, right? I know that I've got money in my defined benefit plan or in some 401ks and that kind of thing. And they're invested in the market. I'm not really sure, you know, where to go with those other than to just do what I'm doing with them. Uh, I also am very active in the real estate world. Like I'm, or, or I, maybe I own a business, like mm -hmm. all of those things are happening. And now I need to bring this into a cohesive plan. So talk to us a little bit about maybe a type of strategy that we can use to get to that next place. Yeah. It's often driven by a desire to, to have some level of guaranteed income. Even these people who are very active in the real estate space, they've owned a, their own business, whatever, when it comes time to, to creating this, this, well, making sure that I have enough income coming in before I die, right? I don't outlive my money. Um, and that it's consistently coming in. They like this idea of guaranteed income. So peace of mind. Everybody likes peace right, of mind. Right, right. At least at the very minimum for my basic needs, my everyday expenses. Because as everyone knows in, in the investment space whether it's traditional or alternative there are times usually short periods of time but times where the the returns aren't coming the way they normally do right yeah and we have to be we have to plan and prepare for those moments yep and that's why i think that that is really valuable having at least the basic needs met yep and we want to do that with some of these guaranteed sources which we'll talk about here in a minute um, but then Aside from that, the the lifestyle, the the travel, uh, you know, all of those other pieces can come from 
the other cash flow that we're able to generate through the the other stuff that we're doing that that doesn't have to be guaranteed. In fact, if if we were to put everything in the guaranteed bucket, then at least the the, the mindset of the people that we work with that would drive them nuts, right? Like, well, right. then what am I going to do, right? Yeah, I, I want to be something. out there creating. I'd be and, bored, and, right? Yeah, making cool things happen. So, okay, Rod. Now that we've talked about some possible ways to get guaranteed income. We talked specifically about defined benefit plans as an example. Let's just jump into a few other ways that we can utilize the same concept, the same strategy. And what I say that, I mean, in terms of creating a guaranteed income for our baseline while still, still having the freedom to generate the bigger returns with that extra money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you mentioned the defined benefit plan. Well, another thing, and it's kind of like creating your own, like anybody can create their own guaranteed income or, or something like a pension with annuities. Mm, annuities. And, people love annuities. That's oh yeah. my we, experience. Just, yeah. The, just the word annuity like gets people excited. We, <laughs> um, obviously I'm joking about that, but there's, there is a place for it. And if we're trying to bring the best of both worlds together, we're trying to bring, um, guaranteed income sources. Well, the reality is, is, if you want a guaranteed income source that you just 100% know you'll never be able to outlive, mm -hmm. then there's probably not a better way to do that than using like, income annuities. Yeah. Yeah. And it's combining the boring with the exciting stuff. And or, or maybe another way to think of it is because you have the boring in place, it gives you a little more freedom uh, to to go out and, and try to hit some home runs with some of the other stuff you're doing, right? Because you have the baseline taken care of. And uh, we did a, a, a podcast here a few weeks ago about annuities. So uh, obviously, if you haven't checked out that episode, take a look at it, get into a little more detail. But in a nutshell, an annuity is just a way to take a, a lump sum of cash and turn it into a guaranteed stream of income that, can't, that you can't outlive. So you can basically create your own pension. It, it lasts as long as you and or your spouse uh, to, to, you know, till you're gone and and i no longer need the income okay rod so so just to clarify for people there's really two types of there's really two definitions of annuity the first definition is what you suggested it's an income stream and that can be any financial institution it could be a person it doesn't matter it's just turning a lump sum of cash into an income stream it's therefore been annuitized or is an annuity the other form or the other definition is just a a contract that's issued by a life insurance company that basically does the opposite of what life insurance does. It ensures people have the ability to guarantee an income stream for life. But the unique thing about that today is that many of them don't do that, right? You can, they're just a lump sum of cash where you can go to put, you can put it there, get a return in a variety of different ways. Again, refer back to our episode just a few weeks ago on annuities. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that if that it was confusing in anyone's mind. Those are kind of the two separate definitions. And here we're going to be referencing and specifically focusing on the pure definition of annuity, mm -hmm. a way to cover your uh, baseline needs with some type of guaranteed income. Yes. And I'm not sure if we want to go uh, into too much depth, but I also feel like we need to mention social security. I hate social. No, just kidding. Social security <laughs> is important. Like, look, um, for let's be real for high income earners, like many of our clients, it's going to be a small piece. Yeah. Um, for sure. but for some people it can be really large and many, many people, it can be large. So 
So I think it is important just to understand Social Security. It's just a really horribly managed giant pension fund. Yeah, right. That right. they bank that they basically bankrupt. Uh, but you know they just keep trying to you know push money into it to inch it along. Um, it is a it is a confusing one, but but the reality is is when an annuity or a pension fund or something like that is managed appropriately, it can be incredibly powerful, especially in an individual's life because it gives you freedom and flexibility to live your life without fear. It gives you freedom and flexibility to invest without fear. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, it's, it's freedom and flexibility. Yep. I like it. Okay, Rod. So we talked about we talked about defined benefit plan. We talked about annuities. We talked about social security. Are there any other? So, oh, let, let's move into the the non traditional side and talk about ways to create income streams that are maybe outside of that kind of boring annuity style. Yeah, and, and boring again, but effective. Boring but right. effective. Yes. Okay. Now we're getting into some on the alternative side things like real estate. Yes, real estate uh, for most of our clients is. Something that they are, the are doing and and foresee that as as being a, a way to to create consistent streams of income. And, okay, and so, in most cases, they are consistent, right? Yes. But let's be clear here. We're not talking about any type of real estate investing, right? Because we just described how having guaranteed cash flow can and, and guaranteed retirement cash flows can create the freedom and flexibility. Well, it doesn't work if all of your real estate ventures are 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 focused completely on growth, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. not the strategies we're talking about. So maybe be a little bit more specific so people can understand what are some of the ways within like the real estate world or other ways to to focus on guaranteed or or at least and, and maybe guaranteed is not the right word, but consistent and predictable cash flows. Yeah. Because, uh, kind of as you're alluding to, most people who invest in real estate are doing it in a variety of different ways. But let's say it's a, a syndication or maybe you have your own property. There's a lot of time and effort, decision-making that has to go into continuing that train down the road, right? Or down the rail, I guess, if it's a train. So, uh, but you get to a place where you're, you're, you want it to be more automated, less require less involvement from you and so there are a couple of, of ways that, that you can do that obviously you want to 1031 into you know the different things that you move into to for, from a tax standpoint ultimately getting to the place where when you pass away you get that step up in basis and and that, that's a huge tax benefit moving on to the next generation but also bridge that gap with that consistent cash flow so one thing that you can do is we we often talk about triple net leases as as a way to do that. This is, you know, getting in with a what Walgreens is often used as, as an example. There are a lot of companies, basically what they're doing is they don't want to own their real estate. They want to do the business that they're that they're involved with. So they want someone else to own the property. They just want to lease it to, from them for a long period of time. So that's one of the reasons these are good is because it's a 10, 20, 30 year type of uh, agreement that just rolls along. You don't have to be making ongoing decisions when you're in your eighties and nineties and, you know, not, not as uh, sharp as you are now to, uh, to continue to do that. So that's one really good way to do it. And the second thing is that if we can get our kids involved, a lot of our, our clients do the things that they do 
in a way to begin to incorporate their kids into the process. So if I'm now, you know, again, in my 80s or 90s, I'm not as sharp in, in making decisions, continually rolling into new properties and making cool things happen the way I'm hoping to do now. But I have my kids involved in that process. Now they kind of pick up the ball and, and run with it. And it still continues to benefit me uh, for that consistent income. But I'm not having to make those decisions. They're, they're ready to do it. They're, they're con continuing to carry that ball. It seems like the important thing here, Rod, is just to focus on investing in things and in ways that create consistent, predictable cash flow, right? Yep. So cash flow investing is a really um, powerful way, again, to create a consistent income stream that then gives you the freedom to be able to go do, you know, whatever else it is. You, it could be traveling, it could be other investing, it could be you know, investing in businesses, there's just so many opportunities. And uh, my experience in working with people, even when they're, you know, even wealthy people um, often feel more at ease, at peace, just by mm -hmm. knowing that they have kind of that baseline taken care of. It's yeah. guaranteed. Absolutely. Okay. There's, but there are other ways to do it, Rod. So hit on a few other ways that we can uh, create consistent guaranteed income streams or, or consistent, predictable income streams. Yeah. The next one I had down was business ownership uh, and obviously distributions that come from that. And with this one, it obviously could really be any type of business ownership for a lot of people. It's it's the business that they built and they get to a place where they're going to sell it, but a lot of them uh, retain a, a portion of the ownership. So, and, and maybe they continue to work with the business for a little while, then they move on. They're no longer working with the business, but they keep, 10 or 20% uh, ownership in it. And so they'll continue to receive those distributions. Yeah. And a lot of times it's hard to, just to, to move a business from one generation to the next. In fact, I think the, the percentage of businesses that actually that successfully do that is ex extremely small. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we see a lot of people do and, and a situation that a lot of people are in is maybe they don't have the necessary and willing and ready buyers, specifically yeah. willing buyers who have cash and are ready to do maybe the combination of cash and expertise. And so oftentimes this kind of situation could be in a succession strategy where you're bringing one member of the business into ownership and over time, it's basically a note to buy you out. Mm -hmm. Right. So anyway, yeah. it's another good way. And we've seen lots and lots of businesses do it. If you're struggling to sell a business, this can be a really powerful way to get value out of the business uh, and create some some really good and strong guarantees. Yeah, okay. I would say even in like private equity, we've seen where people will retain a portion of that of that. Uh, yeah, ownership. and that's super common in like you're like in the medical and dental space, mm -hmm. right? Those are where you're because if you uh, if you run a carpentry business that makes a couple million bucks, like you're probably not going to get many private equity firms coming at you. Yeah, um, but if you're a physician that has uh, you know, built up a large clientele, then you certainly will have people knocking at your door, uh, which makes it really nice. But can I just say, uh, you have to be careful about those deals because there are good ones and there are not so good ones. And I've heard yeah. stories about, okay, yeah. that's, that's a side note though. Okay. Rod, let's talk a little bit about things like notes, life insurance, those types mm -hmm. of things. Okay. So for notes, uh, this could be a, a variety of different things. Recently we had a, an episode where we in interviewed someone that that offers mortgage notes. So let's use that, that as was, an example. That was uh, our man, Fred Moskowitz. Yeah, good old Fred. Yep. Yep. So 
in that case, it, it it's like you know a lot of other investments, but but you just put your cash in. Someone else is running the fund, and then kicking you off an income monthly or, or annual type of income. Again, so that just creates a, a consistent flow. And there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of different types of note funds. Uh, yeah. We had a I had a call with Fred after our call talk about potential and potentially investing some cash with him. And uh, his was really simple. They're in they're in single family uh, residential notes, and it mm -hmm. kicks off an eight percent return. And that's just what it does. Pretty simple, straightforward. He buys them cheaper so that he can, you know, he buys them on a discount so that yep. he can then pass through a larger discount, but any, or so that he can pa pass through a higher return. But again, notes, especially when you get in with people and institutions who are credible, who know what they're doing, who have a great track record of success, they can be a really powerful, impactful way to create the kind of consistent guarantees that help us feel free and ready to go build. Yes. Okay. Talk about life insurance, Rod. Yeah, life insurance is a common topic for us, and uh, but we also talk about, in addition to the, like the specific strategies that we use, investment optimizer, capital avalanche, we often talk about the ability to turn that into a, a tax-free stream of income, right? And they're great for that. And what happens with them is number one, it can be just very basic, like hey. I have this money built up in my in policy. I want to uh, start to take a methodical you know, amount of money out, or it it becomes the uh, the place I take it out when I'm ready to. I need to go buy a car. I'm going to go on a trip. I have some extra spending that I'm going to do. This is a great place to take it because it's tax free, right? So some of these other things, even on the guaranteed side, especially if it was from a, a traditional qualified plan. All of that's going to be taxable, but but this is not. It's a very easy one to tap into for some of those extras because then you're not messing with your whole tax plan. The capital avalanche and the retirement accelerator that we both use are perfect examples of ways to create significant um, tax-free and so in some cases guaranteed. I, I mean, certainly you can create guaranteed income streams, right? Mm -hmm. So like it really is a powerful way to do it. And in that case, it's not even just that we, you know, find ourselves that, you know, as we're older with a lump sum of cash in that situation, obviously we're making it a, a priority at some earlier stage. We're using the financial arbitrage of, of basically generating a higher return than we're having to pay in interest. And just by doing that over a long period of time, it can create incredible, um, and that's that's the whole idea of the life insurance retirement plan. Now, you can do it without having the leverage, but obviously we believe by using conservative leverage, it kind of takes things up a notch. But again, yeah. we're, we're talking about things that you build out and can plan on producing a specified um, income stream for the duration of our lifetime. And that's what that's doing. Yeah. And, and what's nice about it is, is because of what it is and the way it works, you can when you when you use it in com combination with some of these other things that are less predictable, then it creates a, again another level of safety net. So we obviously talked about these guaranteed sources as creating that baseline, but let's say even with the say the income from the real estate, right? Sometimes, depending on what we're investing in, there could be times where just because of what's happening in the economy, or you know fewer renters uh, paying their mortgage at times, kind of a 2020 type of thing 
Um, there can be short periods of time where there isn't as consistent a flow there, but we can make up for it in places like this life insurance because number one, it's it's a it's a chunk of cash sitting there, but it, it's also growing at a very consistent and predictable basis as well. So it's a really easy way to uh, to create a buffer in in some of those other things. It's almost the inverse of what we've been talking about, right? We've we've been talking about creating a baseline of guaranteed income. Um, and now what we're suggesting is, is that there's value, especially with something life, like life insurance, that's liquid, it's safe, it's guaranteed, like those compare those components that come into it. Now it gives me the freedom to be more aggressive or it gives, you know, I have a buffer in case the situation comes up. So we're using that word. There's a, there's a, I want to give credence where it's due rod. So mm -hmm. Wealth Building Cornerstones is a program that we've been kind of affiliated with over the years, and it's it's kind of a retirement planning um, platform. But one of the concepts that they teach is this idea of what they call a volatility buffer, and it's a really cool and impactful concept. The idea is just that I have guaranteed money that can basically buff the volatility. Mm -hmm. So if I have, mm -hmm. whether it's my real estate volatility, whether it's stock market volatility, and that's what they primarily are focusing on, right? Because most of the people, you know, that are getting into their retirement years are coming into the, into that world with, you know, a 401k, some IRA money, maybe a little bit of non-qualified money and what else, right? So mm -hmm. what they're suggesting there is if you're going to still need to use the market, well, have a life insurance asset that's guaranteed and safe and predictable that you can utilize if and when that time comes. Now, worst case scenario, it's a really great estate planning tool, right? Yeah. But um, uh, but either way, it's an it's a really powerful way to well buff the volatility, so you mm -hmm. don't have to worry about it. That's right. It's a good it's a good name, Rod. I like it. Yeah. Okay. okay, and we we also included stock market in here uh, again because we're bridging, kind of taking the best of both worlds, right? Alternative, Look at us, taking and traditional. The... Okay, so can I talk about this for a second? <laughs> okay. This is why we call it a retirement cash flow, right? We're I'm gonna I'm I'm opening the curtains, Rod. So the idea behind retirement cash flow was that retirement income is really boring, and generally when people talk about retirement income, they're only talking about they're talking about securities normally, stocks, yeah. bonds, mutual funds, and annuities. Those are kind of what people plan with. But mm -hmm. what we're suggesting is, and that's why we brought in cash flow, because cash flow usually is combined or connected to real estate, connected to alternative investing. And that's really what we're wanting to do in this, this idea of retirement cash flow planning is bring in the, the best of those things that are positive, right? Like we're obviously alternative investors, like that's where we play. Um, but we did play inside the more traditional space earlier, and it would be um, wrong, I guess. It would be stupid. <laughs> mm -hmm. It would be something of us not to at least consider that there are some tools and vehicles and principles that exist there that we should still be using. And that's our that's kind of the whole idea. Bring those two things together. Okay, so Rod, before we finish it up then, let's at least talk a little bit about the stock market. Yeah, because we have... Uh, well, a lot of our clients went through a similar journey. They were investing in traditional and then and then shifted over, but it doesn't always make sense to liquidate everything in the stock market world when you do that. We have clients that that just want to continue to do that. Maybe they maybe they do a little bit of options trading or or day trading or whatever. They just they just like that and want to keep doing that. 
even if they are, you know, now moving over and doing a lot more in the real estate and whatnot. Uh, but then also, you know, people who who bought Apple stock, you're not going to just liquidate that now, right? You, ha- you had it for the last 20 years, partly for tax reasons, but for obvious other reasons, you, you want to hang on to stuff like that. So when that you get to retirement and that's kicking off a dividend, we'll just, you know, that becomes part of that income, that regular income that you're that you're using. You know, one of the things we talked about, we've mentioned a few times is defined benefit plans. Well, there, while you can use a completely fixed, um, guaranteed type defined benefit plan, they call it a fully insured, fully insured defined benefit plan that consists of life insurance and annuities exclusively, mm-hmm. which, you know, we, we won't get into that right now. But most of them that we see are cash balance plans, right? And a cash balance plan is normally invested in traditional than the in the market traditionally. So the question is, is, you know, let's say that I've put a couple million dollars, let's say I'm a high income earning physician and I've put a couple million dollars in there over my career. Like, you know, you've got to be smart. You've got to be thoughtful about how to best utilize that. And it might be that that could be um, a source of kind of that consistent guaranteed income. And then you're using non-qualified funds for, or it could be vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. We might try to take all of that qualified money uh, maybe we're going to, you know, come up with a conversion strategy. Like there's just a lot of things that we can do, but again, the point here more broadly is just that we can't ignore one or the other because the reality is most people have some of both. Yeah. And so now maybe to, to recap a little bit, I think what it's doing is it's just taking the broad spectrum of, of where people find themselves leading up to retirement and creating a retirement cash flow planning strategy around that. Because what we do know is, is people are owning a variety of different things for 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 different reasons, right? For, for each individual. Uh, so when you look at the money that people have in the life insurance, in qualified plans, in the stock market, in real estate, in business, in in all these different things, then it's a matter of trying to create a cohesive plan. And in a very simple way, we're just kind of creating. Uh, a way to categorize those and say, well, let's take a portion of it and create some guarantees and then take the rest of it and create the lifestyle, so to speak, uh, portion of, of that income. But individually, like customizing the plan to the individual based on where they are and what they own at the time that they're leading up to retirement. That sounds good to me, Rod. Sounds a lot better than what we normally see out there. Yep. So we're coining the phrase as of right this minute, Retirement, cash flow planning. I think I we need it. to trademark it, Rod. We should. Before one of our listeners goes out and does it for us okay. or instead of us. Okay, everybody, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Hopefully it's been helpful. Um, we love feedback. So if you have any feedback for us, please reach out. We're always looking for ways to make the show better. So thanks so much. And we'll see you next week on the Money Insights Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Money Insights Podcast. To learn more about the financial and business strategies discussed in this show, please visit moneyinsights.net. The views and opinions expressed on the Money Insights Podcast are not intended to be individual financial, tax, or legal advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making financial decisions. And if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This will help others find the show and learn wealth building strategies for themselves. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode.